Hello, and welcome to the Gone But Not Forgotten podcast. I'm Audrey Cornell. And I'm Louise Colvin. And today we will be talking about the 1982 biopic, loosely termed, of Francis. <laughs> Do you want to take it away? Yes, this came out in 1982, just called Francis, one word, directed by Graham Clifford, stars Jessica Lange as Francis Farmer. Then we got Sam Shepard. Who's playing the fictional Harry York, <laughs> which once again we'll get into. Kim Stanley as Francis's mother Lillian. We've got the evil Mr. BB, who's like a studio head. He's played by Alan Rich. I hate him. So he's a stand-in for Paramount head Adolf Zucker. I don't know why they changed his name. Maybe legal reasons. Didn't want to start something. We've got Clifford Odette, played by Jeffrey mm-hmm. Demand. And I'm only mentioning him, really, because he is in Newsies. Yeah. <laughs> he plays Davy's dad. Amazing. With the broken arm. He has yeah. one scene. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. We always have to have a Newsies connection. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's our players. There's always some other mm-hmm. people we'll mention later. But yeah, so what you said, it's very loosely based on the book, Could You Remind Me of the Name? Yes. Will there really be a morning? Beautiful. Slash Um, Shadowland. (laughs) (laughs) The Shadowland connection, I will talk more about that later because there was a whole thing about that. Wicked. Okay. But yeah, plot-wise, we're going to get into it, but really it just follows Frances from when she's 16 to her theater days, to her Hollywood days, Mm -hmm. to her days when she was put into a mental institution and against her will practically. Mm At the end, we get like a little epilogue, would you say? And that's kind of it. But yeah, the majority, Mm -hmm. sadly, is of the bit when she was in hospital. But what we will say later is that it was extremely fabricated. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's Francis. Actually, Audrey, did you have any any preconceived thoughts before watching? Or like before Um, planning this, maybe? Yeah, I think this had been on my radar for a really long time because I just always heard about it in terms of people watching it and like connecting with Frances and like her experience, how it's portrayed in the film with the mental institutions. And so I was like, that sounds pretty interesting. It really got on my radar recently because I love Sam Shepard. And so I've gotten into him and he's in this, which, you know, there's thoughts about that. So yeah, then I was just like, oh, this is perfect. And then I already wanted to watch Francis's films too for the podcast. So I guess it just worked out. But yeah, I think my expectations did not really, I didn't really have any, I don't think. Yeah. It didn't live up to what it could have been, I will say. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Did you really have any knowledge? No, I didn't. I'm a big Jessica Lange stan. I love American Horror Story when she was in it. And that's like, that was like my introduction to her. But then, yeah, no, I didn't know. And then I I didn't know about this film. She was nominated for best actress yeah. at the oscars i think it i think this is just a me issue i think it is a well-known film <laughs> like, yeah. i didn't really know about it there are instances of the film which i know we'll get into and i keep saying this but like where it could have been better it could have mm-hmm. been amazing this film and yeah it just wasn't oh, I, yeah i don't think it's it wasn't totally bad. garbage it wasn't, yes yes it's just there was so much potential and it just yes. didn't really harness it for some reason and i was like this is exactly. such an interesting story like why <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. 
Should we get into it? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this is kind of an epic in terms of biopics. It's two and a half hours long, which I think would have been totally fine if they'd really shown Francis's whole life story, but they really do skip over a lot of stuff because we start off when she's in high school. So we just skip like the entire bit of her childhood. But I really did. I love this opening and it was like my favorite part of the whole film, probably because it's her own writing, her own essay, God Dies. And it's like a montage-ish thing of her just hanging out and writing this essay. And we see Seattle and they really film there, which I do think is one great thing about the film is it seems very well thought out production-wise. Yes, and this was interesting because Jessica is playing teenage Francis. Yeah, um, oh no, in close-up, <laughs> yeah. it's not 16 love. No. <laughs> Which is fine. We don't spend too much time with yeah. her as a teenager. Let's start, though, with the voice. What did you think of her voice? Oh, my God. Not happy. Not yeah, happy. no. <laughs> I don't think she sounds like her. Okay, good. Um, I'm can glad I just preface like I said? Yeah. I think she's a spitting image of her. Like, yes. I can't believe it at times. I thought she looks like Francis so much. But yeah, the, vo- the voice is just, it's too distinct. So it does <laughs> take me out, but I'm also like, you know what? She looks like her. It's fine. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Oh, I hated it. I was, yeah, that's- <laughs> I was so distracted because she does this really like high kind of lilty voice which is the complete opposite of what Francis sounds like which is so odd because normally with biopics I feel like they don't look like them but then they sound like them and I think that's almost preferred for me is the voice and no offense to Jessica I just I was confused why she would have done that so then Francis is she reads this essay which was extremely controversial and I don't think the movie like fully exhibited that for me, yeah. everyone, yeah. it was kind of like cliche, like su- surprised and shocked. They were like, oh, oh my God. She was like, you're going to go straight to hell, Francis yeah. Farmer. I was like, oh my God. It's <laughs> such a biopic thing to say. Yeah, which is just a running theme throughout this film. It's very yeah. corny. <laughs> but also, this is a real thing with the essay and stuff. Yeah, and it gives us already an insight into her as a person. Yes. Um, and also how talented she was at writing, too, which yeah. nobody ever talks about. But on a really sad level as well, I think it also shows how she was alienated Mm -hmm. from her peers and community. That's true. What we'll see later on as well. Mm -hmm. And then we meet Sam Shepard's character who is with Harry York. At first I thought he wasn't real, but then like throughout the film, like people do talk to him and interact with him. So I was confused by his character. And obviously, um, can we just say as yes. well, before anything else, that Harry York is not a real person. Yeah, he's completely fabricated. <laughs> Which is insane. I guess he is interested in Francis. I don't know how yes. old he's supposed to be. Because he has a, a proper job. <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? like, and she he's is not 16. 16. But they banter back and forth with each other on her way home from school. And I just, I don't. The vibe was weird. Yeah. I yeah. won't lie. You're causing a lot of trouble, you know? I'm causing trouble? You're a pain in the butt. 
You news hounds have been after me and my folks ever since I won that dumb contest. Only 16 years old. Who the hell cares what I think? Not me, but some people think you. Yeah. Well, you didn't put it in the papers all the Wait time. Wait a second, sweetie. Do I look like a news hound to you? Well, you look more like a cop. I mean, that's rich. If I was a cop, I'd be packing, wouldn't I? You see a gun? Go ahead, search me. Pat me down. So who are you then? Perry York. I work for Martoni Kaminsky. He's running for Congress here. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you in that newsreel. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, my dad's done some work for Kaminsky. And now you're putting it together, see? You don't want to get your daddy in hot water, do you? What do you mean? Well, the newspapers are trying to make us out to be pinkos. Then you come along, a friendly neighborhood atheist. Well, I'm not. It's just yeah, the I newspapers. Know. You're no more an atheist than my man's a red, but they're trying to put together their version of your ideas or their version of ours. Could look bad for your daddy. He says that she doesn't look like a 16-year-old. And then she walked away and he says, she doesn't walk like a 16-year-old either. Gross. But yeah. also, sorry, something as well I forgot. He does the voiceover in this film. Why on earth is a fictional man doing the voiceover for a woman's biopic? I just cannot even wrap my head around that. Like, I was really shocked. I was really shocked. Because yeah. I thought when, at the beginning when Francis is reading her essay, it's done as like voiceover. So I thought, oh, okay, we're going to get a Francis voiceover. Amazing. And then no, yeah. it was... It was Harry. Yes, exactly. I literally wrote, I do not like how her story is being told through a man's perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's her whole life. We've already gotten that. That's why it's important for her story to be told through her voice. We just basically skip over so much of her formative years. Like We get a sense of her relationship with her parents. Her siblings are not even present in this film. Which is... Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it. I watched yeah. the This Is Your Life interview, mm-hmm. and that's how I learned she had siblings. Like yeah. <laughs> I just watched a living docu a living biopic about her, and you didn't even tell me that. <laughs> yeah, there was no hint whatsoever. It's that trad- whole traditional biopic thing as well, where her she's like super close with her, her dad. And he's so loving and supportive. And then her mom is just like really evil and manipulative. It's so generic and totally erases the complex relationship she had with both of her parents. Should we, do you want to talk about that? Did you have thoughts on that? I haven't got a good view of her mom. You have to fill me in on the the dad stuff because yeah, they literally make her dad seem like a saint in a way. Like he's not involved in anything. It's always like her mom. Because, oh, I hate her mom in this. I have to say that. Like, (laughs) what we see. But yeah, they really do. They paint her mom in a bad light. And obviously like she deserves that. But in a really bad light. And like where they just put, I think they put all the blame on her mum and then her dad. And like you said, I wrote, I literally wrote this. It's not a biopic if there's no child parent argument at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> and they, they just got that in straight away. Because I like how like her mum was, this is literally like one scene, but like how her mum was like smiling when she was reading the essay. Like she was like with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was doing like the interviews for the, the press when she bought it and stuff. But yeah, I feel like they just put it all on her mum. Mm-hmm. What is that? like in real life I don't know if we'll really know for sure like how involved her mom was but definitely from reading her (laughs) interviews with the press I think she was not always helpful for Francis and she always made it about herself and I feel like she wanted to paint this wholesome picture of her daughter and everything that Francis was involved with 
was bad for her mother. It's so cliche, the way her mom is this evil stage mom. And she wants her to go back to Hollywood. But yeah, I don't know how to feel about her mom. What was the deal with her dad? Her dad was not very present in her childhood because her parents divorced and her mom didn't want him to live with them. So he would come and visit every so often, which they do hint at in the very beginning of the film. And I think he was pretty supportive of her when she was institutionalized, but I definitely don't think it was like all rosy and he was her go-to person like how they show it in the film. Yeah. So once again, it's just a biopic, just taking yeah. liberty with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is too radical of me, but blaming a woman on it as well. Yeah, that's true. Especially the mom, because that's always, people always blame mothers for everything yes. that goes wrong with their children. Or I'm saying that like with quotation yeah. marks. I think since too, that's like a basis of this film, like they should have gotten it right, or at least had some more nuance to it. Yes. Yeah. Tell us something new in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then Frances, she's all set to go to Russia, which is true. And then she like, yes. just does like, we don't see it. Nope. Nope. Of course all not. Well, why, why would we? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, we need to see her leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then she also came back to New York and that's like when she got involved in some theater and stuff we don't see or hear about any of that mm-hmm. and now she's with paramount oh, uh, what was that a, yeah a hollywood time baby <laughs> so yeah we skipped a lot this whole russia thing was as they show in the film rightfully so is also extremely controversial yeah because the united states hated russia and anyone who was involved was a communist and basically a traitor to America. (laughs) However, I also wrote, I just don't feel like this film is really showing how different Frances was. Yes. It's one thing to just be like, oh, she's going to Russia. That's so scary. But like, why was it scary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just presented you with something, but didn't go into it at all. Offered no analysis into it. Yeah, which... Do we know what her time in Russia was like? I think she just visited a lot of the art type stuff, like the theaters and the ballet. I think she was only there for about a week. Ah, Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not to be shown in a biography. Yeah, no, that's fine. But yeah, I just think it's funny. They just had so much buildup. But that's where she got super invested in theater and acting. So I think hinting at that would have been nice. Something else that they don't show as well. I don't know if this is in the same time area, but they don't show her at uni. Oh, yeah, that's true. So now Frances is doing like this photo shoot, which is an actual recreation of a photo shoot. And I was like very impressed with that. They even have the same dress. Um, It looked so good. Yeah. She looked amazing. And the whole set design, everything was brilliant. But she's like, this is dumb. I don't know what this has to do with acting, which is also something Frances felt very strongly about. She just didn't want to do any of that traditional Hollywood stuff. But she gets the screen test and these two guys who work at the studio are watching it and they are more interested in her than in some of the other screen tests. 
And then we just like skip to rhythm on the range. I know the Bing. The Bing is here. <laughs> the one shot of Bing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's upset because she thinks that her costume does not look realistic because she's been like living in this train compartment. Yes. The studio head, what was his name? Mr. BB. <laughs> he hey, is Tim. upset because he's like, Francis, you are under my control. So you need to do what I want you to do. And he calls her Tootsie, which is funny because Ugh. that was just because next film. <laughs> yes. And same year as well. Yeah. Same year and she's nominated for both of them. Yeah. I think she won too. She won. For Tootsie. Yeah. Society's falling apart, Miss Farmer. People have to buckle down, do their jobs. You see, I view myself as the Henry Ford of the motion picture industry. This is my factory. And I can't have the fellow who puts the wheels on arguing with the man who installs the headlights. Now, can But I'm concerned with everything, Mr. Beebe. No. I'm concerned with everything. But I'm the one up there on the screen. That's right. You are an actress, Miss Fama. Hmm? And your job is to act. This is very representative of just how creepy and gross and controlling these studio heads were. So I think for me, that was like a good inclusion of a scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's horrible to her. He's really horrible to her. Makes like lewd comments about her body. And yeah, he just says, your job is just to act. He just wants someone he can like mend and make it to a simple star. No, Frances had like depth. She was like her own person and he hated that. Yeah. Which is probably maybe what happened in real life. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And I also think too, for me, that scene was good because it was a little bit more nuanced than it could have been where he is kind of like oh I am going to loan you out for this film that's probably going to be great but yada 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 because that's like how they worked like I don't think they were so obviously awful it was like a a give and take sort of situation yeah 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 they could have gone out right and made him like cartoonishly evil and they didn't which is like surprising yeah that's kind of like the easy way out for a lot of biopics so it's good how they portrayed him and yeah, he was just so horrid. Hated him. Yeah. Horrible. But he only has a couple more scenes, I think. Yeah. So then we skip to the premiere of Come and Get It. Yeah. And I was cackling because they didn't even spell Joel McRae's name right on the marquee. You're joking. <gasps> no. Oh my God. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god, how do you mess up so bad? I don't know. Oh, that's He's so like funny. a well-known actor. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> how did no one catch that? I think is was why it was funny to me. It's like a very long shot as well. <laughs> and also so, major yeah. life update. She's yeah. married now. Yeah. All of a sudden, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They took out Every single interesting thing about her marriage to, okay, what's his name in this? Because his it was Life Erickson. 
and but that's not his name in is that no. his name in this? No, it's it was like, like random or something. Dwayne. Oh, wait. I've got a D. I've got a D in me. Yeah, you know I, mean? like, I think it on. was Dwayne. Was it Dwayne? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that. But they were making this joke, which I thought was pretty funny. Was like, so life. Erickson's real name was like William Anderson or something, and he changed oh. it four yeah. different times. And so they kept calling him. I think his real name was Dwayne, but he wanted to be called Dick or Richard. And so they kept calling him one of those, which I thought was a funny Definitely um, good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I don't like the way he's portrayed in this film. I thought it was really weird. It feels like the mum wants to get with him. Yeah. She's like all over him. I, I get it. They're trying to like represent that the mum is, she loves this side of fame. And even though it's not real love, they're just married for the studio. The mum is so on board with it. Once again, being like a show mum. I don't know a ton about life, but I feel like they just wanted him to be like this sort of dumb, angry lunkhead, which I, I don't. I know that beefcake. That yeah. He's a beefcake. <laughs> I don't think it was that simple. So. It's just a throwaway line from Lillian that Francis got married. That's not how you'd show it in a film. Like, no. And also this movie is obsessed with the Great Depression. I, yes. Should we talk about that? I was so yeah, confused. I very I don't like there's so many shots of people begging mm-hmm. and homeless people at the, the fire trying to get warm and I get what they're trying to do I really do but I just don't think it's done very well at all I don't like it it feels very performative I get what they're trying to say but also I just don't think it's done very well it's always Francis looking on at something that's happening with, with lower economic groups it's just very weird mm-hmm. I don't think it's done very well yeah, yeah they won't so let you forget like... that it's a great depression yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have to put it in every other scene but they're not like adding context or saying anything about it because I think Frances feels upset because like she is in this place and like she didn't come from a lot of money either or a lot of privilege but it's like they don't expand on that too much it's just like this one scene where she has like this just upset look on her face but it could literally I think if you're gonna do something like that you need to add some sort of context to it (laughs) Definitely. So now we are, yes, we're at the Come and Get It premiere. Francis comes in to be greeted by this sort of welcoming committee or something. Yeah, because it's in, it's in our hometown. It's in Seattle. On behalf of the Seattle Ladies Club, as a token of our vast admiration. Excuse me. Yes? Haven't we met before? No, I don't believe so. Weren't you the one that damned me straight to hell? Oh, no, my dear. You must be mistaken. (laughs) Bullshit. I beg your pardon? I'm the same girl that wrote the essay, same girl that went to Russia. You folks aren't pleased to meet me at all. I get what they're trying to say here, which is that Frances was basically like welcomed back despite the fact that everyone hated her before. But I really do not think she would have done this, made such a scene at this premiere. Like, I hate the way the scene framed Frances because I think it's one thing to say she was very honest, sometimes brutally so, but also she was extremely professional and... Her returning to Seattle was actually more scary for her and made her more 
self-aware, I think, than defensive. So why would she react like that if she was so scared? Exactly. That's just so bad on the filmmaker's half. Yeah. They could have angled in on her being scared. But no, they put time on this woman that, like, she was just a rando at the beginning in in the auditorium listening. So now she's head of the welcoming society. Like, what? I did kind of like it a little bit. I'm so sorry for the girl boss slay of it all. You know what I mean? She was kind of like, excuse me. It was savage. And I really (laughs) loved that. But that's not what we want in this film. Mm-hmm. It's a real person with real thoughts about this premiere and then they just had to completely make it up for story's sake and yeah it's just not good she does leave the showing which is true that is what happened but she left because she was like embarrassed not because she was mad so relatable yeah because in reality she like went to the diner and got a sandwich oh my god love her so much. <laughs> and they had to like get her to come back it's so relatable. I felt so bad because I love Sam Shepard, but I was like, every time he showed up, I was like, can I, oh, can it's I ask them? Go... So, what did you like him in this film? If you don't mm, want to be like, yeah, no, yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> which is so bad. Like, I liked him in everything. I was just so bothered by him in this. Film. <laughs> It's just so frustrating. He's not yeah. real. No, and he doesn't add anything to the movie. No. Anyway, even if they did fictionalize him, make him interesting. What you said earlier about how you thought maybe he wasn't like he only Francis could see it was like, mm-hmm. whoa! Could you imagine if they went that route? I wanted them to. I think that would have been better. Yeah, I'm yeah. so with you on that. That's incredible. But no, no, that he has to be a real man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then she like meets him by the water. I guess they haven't seen each other for like yeah, it's been a while. Several, probably like five or six years. Yeah, yeah. So he has a mustache now because <laughs> time has passed. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how yeah. you know. They just reconnect. However, yeah. everything Francis says is not true. <laughs> she says she hated the film. She didn't like working on it, which is could not be further from the truth for the most part. It's not a great movie. I'm not proud of it. I did what they told me. That's all they'd let me do. Yeah. And I know all my friends are going to tell me how much they loved it. Well, maybe they mean it. But everybody lies, you know. Mm. Not everybody. You know, you're a movie star now. If you give them what they want, you can get anything. Harry, I don't have what they want. I don't have what they want. So this was kind of for us to get more of an insight into Francis's thoughts mm-hmm. on Hollywood and all that stuff. But it's like, they didn't even bother to get it right. So I think I did not, I didn't like the scene. I think this would have been a better scene if it had really actually showed us her viewpoints at this point in time. I completely agree. I completely agree. Especially because it ends with her getting in the water and stripping off. And I, it actually gave me those manic pixie dream girl vibes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I really didn't like that. We are already humanizing with Francis. We mm-hmm. like her. You don't have to be like, oh my God, look, she's so free and wild getting in the water. It just really annoyed me. We already can relate to her. You don't have to do that. One defense, one line she does say that I thought was quite hard when she says to Sam, I don't have what they, they want. And I don't know, I thought it was quite cool. I did like that. Just really sad. I thought it just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh my God. 
showing our insecurities, maybe that's self-doubt as well. But yeah, then that's just completely dwarfed by all the incorrect lines and everything mm. else she says that isn't true. So yeah, it's just this case of this bill, having the message, really trying so hard to be there, but they just lose it every time. Yeah. So, so close, but they just don't do it. So, so yeah, that's true though. One other thing is her real thoughts and life experiences were so interesting and we could get a lot out of that anyway. And yet I feel like her saying she doesn't feel like she fits in was also accurate, but it's, it was for different reasons, I think, than how they portrayed it here. Yes. And they're just showing her as being like very arrogant and... I, I don't I appreciate mean. that. We get this whole scene of like her and Dick and her parents like hanging out at dinner. I mean, it's kind of a nothing scene. To just keep showing like how annoying Dick is. I don't get it. Like, yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But she's about to go east and do theater, which was true. Yes. But Dick is super upset about this because he does not have these same opportunities that she does but they just don't develop their relationship enough to like make this scene have too much of an impact for me yeah yeah it's all of a sudden that he's feeling this way yeah very weird um like all of a sudden outburst shouting just whoa not nuance in the slightest yeah calm down it's okay it's okay. and he's calling her a whore and he's throwing everything in the house and like oh come on just be a bit subtle yeah the acting was so bad it was really bad about <laughs> scene. it was really bad <laughs> and I think he's also mad because she knows that she was hanging out with Sam which yes. like how would he know that but <laughs> I'm sure an argument like this happened, but ha- Sam is not real. That just goes redundant. You know the reason I mean? for the argument is stupid. I so think the stupid. acting thing is fine, but yeah, don't add the fake man. Yeah, the love triangle. Like, yeah. He's not real. I also hated to, and this is a theme, common theme throughout the film, is we don't actually understand how famous Francis really was. Like we don't get a Very scope. True of the impact that she did have on people we never yeah. see her act she yeah. never acts in this film we get one scene of flow and gold a bit later uh-huh. on that's it and yeah she's not acting like no she's just falling yeah so. like it's ridiculous yeah i don't understand what this film is actually trying to do because we're not learning about francis really as a person it's more just like, here are all these sucky things that she went through and yes. feel it's like bad. A punching bag. Yeah. 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 Didn't show her at all. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. You're gonna make a film about an actress, show us that her being an actress. And then another thing I wrote was after this argument that we just don't really get the chance to sit with these emotional parts of the film because I think the scene just like ends and we never yeah. see Dick again, yeah. I don't think. No, yeah, never. Yeah. He's not mentioned. <laughs> yeah. He is gone. <laughs> They don't even talk about, like, them getting divorced or anything. So just, like, the emotional stuff didn't even land for me either because it just happens and then it's over with. And it doesn't really have much of an impact on her within the film either. Yeah. Yeah. And so now Frances is 
well she doesn't we don't really actually see her perform it's like the end of the petrified forest clifford odets and oh is it howard or harold oh that's interesting i wrote down i think his name is harold Okay. But yeah, it could be a Howard. I think <laughs> it's Harold. I think yeah, it's Harold. But Harold yeah, yeah, Clerman. Yeah. We're two real people. Yeah. And they use their real names. They are watching this performance. And they're like super upset that everybody is giving a standing ovation, which I thought was really weird because they loved this performance. And thus, they wanted Francis to be cast in Golden Boy. But okay, what was okay. the point of that? how they introduced golden boy was so funny because they're like we want you in a play and then it was like silence and then there's like zoomed in and it's called golden boy (laughs) they're like introducing it like like golden boy is a marvel villain or something you know what i mean like it was so funny that was really funny like it was so dramatic and for what but also i I cheered i was like yeah golden boy like i think you you taught me about golden boy so i was like yes (laughs) (laughs) But what was that whole thing? Like, I... Yeah. <laughs> what um, was that whole scene? <laughs> although it does introduce us to Odette, who is obviously such a weird guy, and we get a hint of what kind of a person he is. Yeah. But then we just skip to... They're leaving from rehearsals of Golden Boy. We don't see them rehearse, but... <laughs> We see Kevin Costner for some reason. Insane. Insane. What was he doing there? (laughs) He apparently played uh, Luther Adler, who was the lead in Golden Boy. And he does not have any lines in this scene. He does appear in another scene, but it is so funny. What was he doing? I just missed him completely. I just must not. I just wasn't looking for him. That's the thing. Yeah. If I was watching out for him, I would have noticed. But that's so funny. No speaking roles, nothing. And he's playing <laughs> the main, like the second main star of the play. Like, what? We get this thing of Odette's basically picking apart this lady who's begging for money. And yes. he's using this as an acting lesson for Francis. Oh my God. I didn't really understand. That. I found the, the note I was looking for. Yeah, and I used okay. the word, it's tasteless. It's really just not good at all. Like, how they show it with this poor woman begging. And it's, it's, so, it's so egregious. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, yeah, then maybe they're showing Clifford to be a scummy guy, saying I've acted experience. But once again, it's not um, it's not expanded on. It's just really weird. It's a really yeah. odd scene. I don't like it one bit. It just feels very tasteless and that they were trying to be like, look, remember guys, there's a depression happening. Okay. Why'd you walk out of rehearsal, Clifford? Look at that girl. What do you see? What do I see? You look at her. What do you see? What are you talking about? What do you see? Ooh, desperation. Whose sweater is she wearing? Something she found. No, it's her older brother's. It's too big for her. Her shoes knew her old. They're old. They're not shoes, they're bedroom slippers. You see, you walk by that person every day and you never even see her. If you want to be an artist, you want to be a true actress, you have to see things that other people don't. Then you can show it to them, then they'll see it, then they'll remember it. They can experience her through you, with you. I don't want to have to sit in there again and watch you acting desperate. 
I want to see you be desperate. And there's a very big difference between those two. And if you can't do it, my play is not going to work. Another thing too I noticed was like, there's no explanation of the group, like what the group theater was and how different they were for the time, which is fine. Like we don't need a history lesson, but there's just no explanation of really even who Odette's was and what Golden Boy is even about and mm-hmm. who Francis was playing and yeah. anything like that. Surface level. And this wouldn't have meant anything to me if you didn't tell me about Golden Boy. And this is quite this is a big turning point in her career. So mm-hmm. for the average viewer who doesn't know a lot, it's gonna be like they're gonna be like, why have I just seen this scene? You know what I mean? It's just yeah. really bad. It's just it's not done well. No. And it's also kind of Francis's like first time doing a like a big theater production and she loved doing the theater yeah there's just no passion from Francis within the film about acting for me and that's very true they don't ever show us her enjoying being an actress or being or acting like yeah that's very true that's really bad which it should be like bare minimum yeah the only thing is that they swap that out for her meltdowns on set I know that is low-key kind of important as well but that's all they show it's just need more yeah so I think that was just it gave me like an icky feeling because yes we're literally just seeing her get knocked down again and again yes but there was so much like enjoyment also in Francis's life from performing and doing uh volunteer work and like activism and all of that kind of stuff which just isn't even really present here but yeah now we start the affair between Francis and Odette's which was real and I will say this movie does a good job of like how strange and manipulative Odette's was yep and just this whole scene where he's talking to her about how she needs to be a better actor is so patronizing (laughs) Yeah. That was I thought that was pretty good to include stuff like that. Yes, and to show him like that as well. Mm-hmm. They're not giving him a good edit. They're showing how he is. The, mm-hmm. the word I used to describe him was weird. I just thought he was very weird. I know it's a bit a dumb thing to say, but I just felt like his whole vibe was off towards Francis. It was mm-hmm. just very, yeah, he definitely looked down on her and stuff. Very odd. I didn't like him. No, <laughs> which was how he was, at least with her. So I yes. think they got it right on that. They got that right. Part, yeah yeah um and then they like you know sleep with each other yep not too bad not the no. worst i've seen frankly no cringy songs yep the bar is low yeah. <laughs> and also it was quite dark as well yeah. in the room. i wrote it was a very <laughs> shadowy sex yes <laughs> which was yes. really funny we'll take that yeah i was like i don't want to see any that was fine. It was, it was a it was tasteful. Tasteful that yeah. one. It was a classy one. <laughs> I don't feel like he really is in it that much after that, which is no, also he... a down play of their know. relationship. Yeah, the scene the, a big scene in a little while and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like when he says about the play and stuff. I'll say this when we get onto it, but like when she does get institutionalized, I just feel like they forgot everything that happened at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. and she didn't mention anyone ever again. Except yeah. for Sam, like. 
Which is so strange because clearly Odette's was part of the problem. Yeah. But he's just like never in it ever again. So then I'm confused. What is the accountability they're holding for any of these people? Yeah. Yes. And then we get, I think, our last scene with Mr. Beebe. Yes. believe yeah yeah Yeah, I literally put the return of evil Mr. (laughs) BB and he's very upset because Francis wants to get out of her contract this is just a little filler scene to show how anytime Francis tried to do anything different with her career it was not good for the studio heads and he's like she would be nothing without me basically But then, same with what we were just talking about. He's not in the movie ever again. There's no finality to any of these conflicts. Yeah, it just happens, and then it just feels like they've been forgotten about. Yeah. Very odd choice. Yeah. Plus, they do a good job with a lot of these guys with showing their true colors, but then they just chicken out. (laughs) Yeah, I think they show them being really horrid, but again, there's no, there's no conclusion to it. In a way, they win. Yeah, by not being a... held accountable. Yeah. yeah. We get this suspicious guy oh my who gosh. is trying to wheedle this information out of her. She thinks at first he's a fan, but then it turns out he's like a spy for the studio trying to basically slander her name. I think that whole scene was kind of corny, to be honest, because... Yes. Yeah. This is just something I wrote, but I just said there's not really any real depiction of what exactly was so terrible about Hollywood other than they wouldn't let her wear a costume that she wanted to wear. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just so, such a disservice to the actual traumas and conflicts that Frances went through while in Hollywood. This whole film, she's trying to distance herself from them but we don't ever understand why other than they just argue sometimes yeah it's very true it's very true but that's just i think that's the whole case of this film is there's just no why yeah they just don't go into anything really that's true maybe this is maybe this goes against what you just said but like i did think to myself like when she was talking to that reporter she didn't say anything that bad but then in those days, what she said was bad. So maybe that's like a little bit like you could get, oh, not to use this word, but like you could get cancelled for anything in those days. Like Yeah, no, you're right. Like one thing and then you're branded as selfish mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because she just said she, she wanted to be in the theater. Yeah, but she didn't, she didn't say, oh, I back. hate Hollywood and I yeah. don't want to come back. But then that's what it turned into. Then they spin her words. Yeah. yeah. So that does show a little bit of the side where like it was a bad industry. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I totally agree with that. It just doesn't, it it's didn't not... went into it. Frances is out of Golden Boy, even though she wanted to continue with them and go to London. Oh, fuming, fuming. Which is, that's what really happened. And I think this is a pretty good scene. Plus then we learn that Odette was okay with that decision. And he gives her a telegram and he's just like, the affair is over. But the show that like she was just thrown into the dirt, you know, like Mm -hmm. this was her play. She made it so famous and they couldn't even take her to London. It just made me so mad. What Uh, would you think? What would you do? You'd be absolutely crushed. mm -hmm. Horrid. So sad. Yeah. 
And now she just doesn't really have anything to do because she was really counting on that. And so she calls Sam. Oh my God. He answers the phone with yo. Yeah. I'm so glad you wrote that. I thought maybe I'll go mad. He definitely said yo. (laughs) And now he's like some sort of like gumshoe detective or something. Like a noir vibe, like he's like in his office, like and he's like the suspenders on. Uh, and then he like gets up and he looks out the window really like forlornly. And I'm like, what is this film? Did this just forget what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Every time he was in the movie, it wasn't real anymore. Like yeah. it was such a parody almost. That's actually such a good way of putting it. Like it's true. <laughs> it's so true. And yeah, even the lighting was different. It was like a noir spoof almost. <laughs> which is horrible because Frances is literally bawling her eyes out. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, I never want to be in love again. And I guess he's mad because then that means like he doesn't then he doesn't have a chance anymore. And I'm like, that's the wrong takeaway. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not what you should be taking from this conversation. No. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this is so bad. We cut to filming of Flowing Gold, the scene when she falls in the mud. And then the director is like, we need you to do this like 12 more times. And there's never actually any proof of this happening. So I think someone mentioned this once in one book, but it wasn't even a book about Francis, I don't believe. Oh, that's so And then bad. it, yeah, it just became like truth. Yeah. So that's literally the only time we see her acting. We don't even yes. see like John Garfield or anything. No, oh my god, I was I put it all caps. No Garfield. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a crime. That, that should have been our favorite moment. Like seeing mm-hmm. someone play John Garfield. I wrote down like, how could you not get anyone for John? Did they not listen to our podcast, our fan cast about him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm so offended. I think it's a good scene, even though here that didn't even happen. I think it's really bad. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's good that it showed like like how all these directors were so horrid to their actresses most of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that I've heard that it's not true, obviously I feel different about it. But like, Yeah, I get it. Do a real situation then. You can show how she was mistreated on set, but like do yeah. it in an actual instance. Yes. Yeah, don't, um, don't take this made-up story. We go to a party. I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, so it's a party. Yeah, yeah. but he like, takes her to this party, and yeah. she gets her first pill, which yes. yeah, um, was probably like an amphetamine. And then she was upset because she was working on set, and she didn't get to go home and take a bath. And yes, so she takes a bath yeah. in their house, at the house of the party. Oh, yeah, I don't know what they were trying funny. to say with this scene, but... No, very odd, yeah. yeah. The reporter guy that was walking backwards in the alley is there. My favorite character. <laughs> and she basically just roasts him. Yes. Um, Which is cool, which is fine. She says to him, can't you find a respectable enough way to make a living? yes girl boss that's an okay girl boss moment yes (laughs) because it represents something she probably viewed as like a whole rather than something very specific if that makes sense no that makes so much sense and I think yeah it doesn't doesn't change anything 
she would have definitely felt that way as any normal person would so yeah that makes a lot of sense that kind of where it works mm-hmm. okay and then this comes the night of Francis's first arrest um when she is pulled over for using bright headlights in a dim out zone so this means it's 1942 so they completely skip four films no mention no no because well, why would they mention those why? important True. four films like <laughs> Effort, yeah. why not? <laughs> and it's so bad. This means she gets into a fight with the cop and then it just like ends really abruptly. Yeah, I thought it was a weird scene. I, I get it's important, but I was a bit like, hmm, that was a bit odd. Mm-hmm. It's a bit weird. I was also very worried that something worse was going to happen. Yeah. It's very on edge with this film because I feel like there's no limits to what they could lie about. And yeah, I was very nervous when it was just Francis and this cop in yeah. the middle of nowhere. But yeah, very odd. Good for her for fighting him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll have to see that. She said A-cab. <laughs> yeah. Francis said A-cab. <laughs> but yeah, this was huge. And they really just diminish yeah. it to like, this one scene. We don't even see her like going to the police station or anything. Yes. We just skip ahead to her and Sam <laughs> at her house. Oh my God, I do love the beach house. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> And yeah, he's reading a newspaper and it has just like a headline that she was arrested or something. And I was like, okay, that's a little little clever, but dumb. It's just a bit like, oh, come on. Like you said, it was such a big moment in her career. And then it's just, oh yeah, look, he's reading a newspaper with it. But they're by the beach. They don't care. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, oh, luckily my agent has like this movie coming up in Mexico so I can get away. One of the good things about this film is the timeline is actually very good. They just yes. choose yeah. certain things to like put in. Yeah. But I will say yeah. bare minimum, but they did that. They did that. Because the other dragon didn't. No. Like, That's like the that worst. That would be the minimum. Yeah. Case. Yeah. But yeah. But no, that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> so she comes back to find that all of her stuff has been moved out and she has to go to the Knickerbocker Hotel um, and she finds that all of the stuff she had written was gone she was working on a manuscript all of this was accurate then we get to her filming what was the movie No Escape I think it has three or four different titles but in the film they call it No Escape and she shows up late to set she's very um, agitated yeah. yeah yeah and then the hairdresser starts just very violently brushing her hair and being very rude to her and so Frances just like all of her rage comes out into attacking this woman we don't actually really know what the reason was for Frances hitting the hairdresser in real life but I think this is probably pretty accurate unfortunately yeah um and because we know how professional she was we know how not like silent she was but she did put up with all this crap and yeah so for her to actually hit a breaking point it obviously had to be something big and so yeah something like that very likely did happen yeah you're not the star of this show you know that oh, it's not up to me to say anything i mean i'm just crew your hair's so thin you're gonna lose it if you're not careful it's a wonder to me you all don't the things you do to yourselves. You know, I think you're losing yours already. In fact, I think you're already telling me you're going to wear a hat for this scene. I can't do it. 
definitely a turning point yes yeah Yeah. tone wise um and so francis storms through the set and there's this interesting shot of her through the doorway but it's just like all the sunlight behind her so it's like this shadow and she's just screaming at them um and then she wakes up in the hotel her hotel room and she's super hungover and the cops come to her door and she like runs into the bathroom and they're like it's just very frightening and there's a lot happening in this moment it's not a nice scene to watch she's in a very distressed state as you would be because they come barging in and she's naked she's alone she's just woken up like all these men have just barged into her room it's horrible it's horrible and i hate to say this jessica lange had to film that scene a lot she didn't she made her feel very uncomfortable yeah she was not happy filming that scene because they just had to like they just read in it all the time or something like it's disgusting really yeah so then she gets booked and that's when she says her occupation is cocksucker i can't <laughs> which like yeah but oh, then she is sentenced and they use actual transcript from the trials. That's pretty cool. That's good. That's but then why did they put the facts in there and not for the rest of the film? Like Yeah. <laughs> too little too late. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna applaud them anymore. <laughs> yes. Also, um, I just wanna say as well, yeah. we said this is like a turning point a bit earlier on, but this to me was when I was watching, I think this moment in the courtroom is when I lost Francis and I got Jessica, the actress, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think they just, from now on, you don't, it's not Francis anymore. This is, this is Jessica Lange do an amazing acting job, but it's just not, it's not Francis anymore. Yeah. It loses that like heart of it. I mm-hmm. feel like. Really I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think in any point from now on, like she was just acting, like I didn't, she was okay, I guess, for me, but I don't want to say silly, but just very over the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get this one, this scene that I just thought was so annoying and took away from how bad it was that Francis literally just got booked to jail yeah. is Sam is there and then he starts like beating people up. And I was like, oh, why are yeah. we focusing? <laughs> Yeah, she comes out of the courtroom like really mad and they got the police hammer and stuff like that. And yeah, he beats up the guy in the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. What? Yeah. No, no focus on Francis. Identify with Francis. Yeah. I, oh my God, look at him. He defended her. Yeah. Oh, go away. Go. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. that so bad. That was so funny, but also very yeah. angry. <laughs> ridiculous like now francis is like talking to this doctor guy to figure out like what's wrong with her this i just i lost it i'm sorry i this scene 
I could not understand like what was happening, what they were trying to do, why she was like Jessica was acting the way she was. Like it was just yeah. a lot was happening. Yeah, no, I I completely understand. It's just from now on, it's a lot of scenes of the doctor who is mm-hmm. evil, by the way. I hate him. But there's a lot of shouting, shouting mm-hmm. equals good acting. You know the drill. Yeah. Classic biopic stuff. The doctor is just like stereotypical evil doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's just stereotypical mental health patient, kind of. I wrote like, why is she acting like the Joker? I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> brilliant she's the joker jessica lange as the joker yeah incredible incredible i love it i think i wrote that because it was just like very oh you think i'm crazy i'll give you crazy (laughs) but yes so that kind of vibe you're a fascinating case i'm looking forward to solving your predicament are you really? Among persons such as yourself, creative people under great stress, erratic behavior is not at all uncommon. And certainly nothing to be ashamed of. It's just that the anxieties which... Doctor, do you expect me for one moment to believe that you have greater insight into my personality than I do? Would you sit back down? You may discuss my predicament, Doctor. You may discuss it with anybody you like, but not with me. I'm not interested. I can solve my problems without recourse to a veterinarian. I see. Besides, I don't want to be what you want to make me. Then what's that? Dull, average, normal. Now Francis is like getting shots and feeling very sick. I had a lot of trouble with this because, yes, I think it's very good to show what it was like to be in a mental institution at the time and, like, how scary and, um, like, actually harmful it was. However, it does feel to me like they were just dwelling on all of this. And I don't want to say, like, taking pleasure in it, but I don't. it just wasn't portrayed in a way that made me feel like they were really saying anything with yeah. it if that makes sense yeah 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 I totally agree I totally get that it's very Oscar baity mm-hmm. it's just a bit like oh my god look what she's being subjected to Francis just never got a break mm-hmm. this film never let her be happy no which sucks. is not true either anyway there's no yeah. breathing room at all <laughs> yeah it's just one bad thing after the other I'm exhausted yeah. So it just, yeah, we we get a lot of stuff with that. And I don't think it's structured very well, uh, like pacing wise, like the first hour, I think we're only like an hour and a half in or something, but the first hour is just, and then this part is very. It's all of a sudden. Yes. The pacing is so off in the second. This I say, yeah, this is the, the second act. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely and it's actually I'm getting a bit like in my head confused because she escapes so many times and goes back uh-huh. so many times. And I know like, like she was in and out for ten years, mm-hmm. but it's just very confusing. Yeah. Like, they don't make lot. it very clear at after this point what year it is or yep. what's happening, how old she is, that yes. kind of stuff. Yeah. And then yes, yeah, so then we get our, her first escape, which 
was uh, Sam's idea. <laughs> like, why does he always have to be the one to like tell her to do stuff? I was getting so tired of that. He's her savior. Yeah. She can't live without him. Oh, this fictional man. It's disgusting. It really is. This gives her like no agency of her own because he's yeah. honestly the one to get her into acting and get her out of all of these bad oh situations. God. This is the, this is the, oh God, I, was, I can't remember his name. The guy we hate in Dragon. <laughs> oh, Robert Ragnar? That's it, Robert yeah. Wagner, yeah. <laughs> and how his... Okay, let me start again. Sam Shepard is the Robert Wagner of this film because in Dragon, they just made up everything that Robert Wagner's character invented. And so this is literally what Sam Shepard's doing in this. He is making all the shots. None of this happened. Oh my God, I just You're can't. You're so I right. Can't deal with it. And he has a mustache. There's so many inaccuracies. Yeah, it's a mustache as well. <laughs> the mustache. I can't remember I forgot Robert Wagner's name. I just could not think what his name was. He's so <laughs> pointless to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we hate him. He doesn't say it. Also, the escape was so yeah. funny. He, they like do... Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to stop laughing at this scene. You've got to say it. Say I watched it, it like five times. I can't believe it. Time for your bath. The best thing here, Harry, the baths. Sir, this area is off limits. Francis, did you hear what I said? Of course. You want crazy? I'll give you crazy. Like a switch knife. Yeah. If it makes sense, he would have that in his pocket. But yeah. also, did they not check him? And then he just like, runs up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> he was scampering up that hill. So bad. It's so bad. And then they go dancing and they like get really drunk. And <laughs> Sam asks her to marry him. But she says that she's just too unstable for that right now. This would be cute, but it's just not. <laughs> it's not real. This yeah. didn't happen. I am losing my mind. What this did you happen. think of them to like as actors together though? Like if you if it was in any other film, I would be rooting for them. Like yeah. they were sweet. They were sweet. Um, but yeah, it's just not it's in just, this scenario. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Not at all. <laughs> I would do together though. Uh-huh. I think um, they're quite an interesting pair. Yeah. My new fave celebrity couple. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. But I've been such a yeah. big fan of Jessica Lange. I cannot believe all this time she's got Sam Shepard's kids. What? That's <laughs> <bad> to me. <laughs> welcome I guess I don't know (laughs) so then they drive back to Francis's house um in Seattle because she thinks she needs to be there for her mom no one was looking for her like yeah (laughs) if you escaped from an institution surely there'd be like a bad hunt (laughs) yeah but now Francis's mother is her guardian so basically she's under a conservatorship she has no rights yeah no personal freedoms whatsoever Yep. And I don't know. We don't like nothing really builds up. We just get a scene of Francis being 
mad at her mom. She yes. goes to like talk to her dad and she's like, I'm done with Hollywood, but like, I don't know how to tell mom that. And then they do this, oh my God, this shot is so corny. She's well, this she- is very, because I think the shot is good. On my like, my A-level film studies in herself is coming out. So I wrote a whole like, I wrote five lines about this shot. Oh my God. The stairs. the stairs, right? We're talking about the stairs. No. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. Talk about the stairs though. Oh my god, the stairs bit. It's when they're having like, the fight, her and her mom. Uh-huh. And, like, I think that's after this part. Oh, okay. We'll go back. When we'll she talks back. to her dad. But there's like the, the shot. The dad is nothing. I have nothing about the dad in the notes. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's a dumb scene. She walks out of the building. He looks out the window at her. It's raining. They do like the shot through the window. And the oh, rain yeah, no, that is, is like yeah. making tears. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh that 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 is corny that is corny but no now we get to this scene where francis tells her mom that she's done with hollywood and now you can explain real quick just say as well before that though when they were at her mom's and she was at the piano they used a real picture of francis in the scrapbook yeah which i really loved Sorry, yeah. I just had to get that in. I just, I go feral whenever they, like, include the real person. I love it so much. But yeah, sorry, I had to get that in. No, that's good. I, I like that too. Yeah, so when she tells the mum that she's walking about to Hollywood, so yeah, her mum is on the top, of, like, halfway up the stairs, Francis is at the bottom. It's just very interesting. The mum is above Francis, uh-huh. literally and figuratively. She is above her. It's her saying. And Francis is on the floor. She is so low down. She cannot reach up to her mum. Her mum will never understand it. And it just shows as well the power her mum has over her. I think it's really well done. And also, I think this is kind of like the first time they truly show how evil, how horrible her mother is. True colours, but in film sense, maybe not in real life. I just think it's a very telling scene. Just shows the power dynamics really well. That Frances is just helpless. She's so low. I decided something. What? Mama decided that I'm not going to go back to Hollywood. You know, I thought that's what I wanted, Ma. And I went after it with all my soul. And it nearly killed me. So I'm done with it now. It's over. I don't want it anymore. Ma, I need a different kind of life. You know, maybe I could find somewhere in the country. I could have I could have dogs again out there. Maybe even plant a garden. It's just I feel so right for the first time in years, Ma. And I love you more than anything in the world. Francis, honey, I think you've gone crazy. You know what happened while you were out? (laughs) Your agent called. Yes, they want you back. (laughs) They're sending scripts. Uh-huh. And he wants to come up here next week with the publicity people? Francis, you can't do that. You can't do that to your fans. I mean, they stuck through this whole nightmare with you. You can't turn your back on them. They love you. Mom, haven't you heard what I said? I told him that he could come up here and that you would prove that you're all right. That you're cured. I'm not cured. I was never sick. They had no business putting me in there. Now the only responsibility I have is to myself now. 
child. At least see him. Hear what he has to say. They basically beat each other up and Francis leaves, but she gets committed again by her mother. But And that weird part with Sam and the other do- doctor. Yeah. They break in to basically just... Did they get like a sedative, I guess? I don't really know what it was. No, I don't know what they injected her with. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. No. But then it was to be like, in the morning, you got to say that you're, you're cured, you're not crazy anymore. Mm-hmm. Their words, like... Very weird because I obviously that didn't happen. No, she was paroled on her own accord. Like, disgusting. That is, she was the one that was paroled on her own. Yeah, that was stupid. So then she goes home again, and this is that uh, pretty famous press conference between her and her mom and like all these newspaper people. Basically for her mom to be like, oh, Frances is totally fine now. And she may or may not be returning to Hollywood. And then Frances runs away again. And I don't really remember what happened. Hitchhiker scene. Right. The hitchhiker, very odd. Jonathan Banks, though. Breaking Bad, (laughs) Better Call Soul fame. Yeah. What was that? What was that about? Yeah, that was weird. Very odd. Very odd. I also Um, thought to myself... Yeah. Why is Francis on the run from the law? I actually genuinely didn't know. Is it because she ran away? Um, Why was she on the run? I'm so confused. <laughs> so confused. Yeah, at this point, I think it would have just been like if her oh, mom... Oh, actually. Cool. Literally, this is the last line on the page saying, why is F on the run from the law? The next page is literally saying, oh, I think her mom called them up to get her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just answered literally... My past self answered for my future self. (laughs) There's just no weight to any of this. I think I wrote, at this point, it feels more like a dramatic retelling of her Wikipedia page rather than anything of substance. Like, they're just like, okay, she went to the hospital, she ran away, she went back, she ran away again. Like, Yep, yep, totally agree. So then I think she goes to see Sam. See, I put it out like she does a speech to her mom about how she's trying to break her spirit. And then when so Francis says to her mom, when she's on her deathbed, her her mom will realize what she's done to her. So that's after they, that's when she comes back from the hitchhiker. Okay. I've not mentioned Sam. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... That's fair. That's really yeah. accurate to how muddled it all is at the end. Uh-huh. It's very muddled. We don't know the time. We don't know how long she's been institutionalized for. I think the film just completely, there's probably 30 minutes left. And I think uh-huh. the film just, less than that even. I just think it completely forgot itself. I think it forgot what it was doing. We can't even recall what happened. That just shows that it just wasn't good. No, they lost <laughs> every, like any sense of yes timeline or purpose. They were just like, oh, she has yeah. more time like left in her life. We have to just put it in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think either way, Sam gets super mad at her because she's explaining to him, like, all of this stuff she went through. And he's like, I'm not going to hurt you like that or something. And then she gets mad, rightfully so. And then he just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> what a jerk. What are you afraid of, anyway? I'm not afraid of anything, Harry. 
That place nearly killed me. There were so many people all the time. Every time I turned around, someone was pressing up against me, touching me, sticking things Yo, in. Yeah, well, I'm not one of those people. Either stay with me this time. What? And then I think she goes back home, and that's when she talks to her parents. Which is kind of a reversal of that earlier scene where I think now Francis is at the top of the stairs and she's explaining to her parents. It's a really good speech, honestly. It is a good speech. It's about how. Frances is saying this to her mum. Her dad is there as well. I'm sorry, he just does nothing. He gives nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just there. But yeah, just about how her mum has always been breaking her spirit. And that, like I said, she says to her mum, when you're on your deathbed, you'll realise what you've done to me. Frances says to her mum that she doesn't love her. I think it's a really good scene. But like, I'm watching this and I just know, oh, for God's sake, they're going to bloody institutionalise her again. She can't show an ounce of emotion because I'll just... They do it. They mm-hmm. just put her back in the mental institution and it's just so horrid and messed up. Like, sorry, this is, I don't know if this is what the filmmakers want to say, but this is what I got from it. That, like, a woman can't even show emotion. Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's definitely a critique of its time. This was like the 40s. Are we in the 40s now? Yeah, we're in the 40s. Uh, of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's after the war. This like, we're in 45. Okay, but I just think it's very telling that, oh my God, to be a woman in those days would have been absolutely horrible. And a woman with mental health struggles, would have, it would have been torture. It would have been horrible. And it's just so sad. Okay? We've all argued with family members. Like, and then yeah. If she can't even do that because every time she's done that, she's been sent back. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, it really upsets me. It really upsets me. It makes me very angry. Yeah, but I think that just shows like how trapped Frances fell in reality too, because yeah. like her parents had that power over her yeah. and they used it. No one should have to be that aware of how they're acting yeah. and be afraid of whether or not their parents are going to send them away. Yeah. So yes, now I literally have a note of there's only 20 minutes left and 25 years left in Francis's life. And then I was, I found oh, out bad. there was a, they just didn't really do even like the last 20 years. So yeah, oh, they just it. completely, yeah, they just stopped. Yeah. But she goes back to the institution for the final time. So this would probably place us around 1945. She is basically subjected to well yeah she's basically raped by this is a really horrible scene yeah did this happen no okay thank god for that That yeah i actually have a quote from one of the nurses that worked at western state hospital and she said that There were no gang rapes by soldiers. Males and females were segregated and no men worked in the female wards. She also added that the patients didn't run around naked. If they took their clothes off, someone quickly covered them up. Everything always has to be sensationalized in films. Can we get a round of applause for that nurse? Because she just ended this whole film. That enrages me that they Mm -hmm. got away with doing this. 
and no one is talking about it. No. It's awful. I will go on to it about the lobotomy as well, mm-hmm. but it's disgusting. How on earth, which, like, honestly, like, we'll do a trigger warning, but it was really horrific. It was really horrid to watch. I didn't like it one bit, and it actually it, it's still with me. I sometimes think about what the soldier said. It's, just, it's a really horrible scene. And for it to not even be real, it's just disgusting Mm -hmm. she still went through so much shit but like this wasn't one of the things i don't like how usually men always think oh if we need to show something terrible happening to a woman it has to be that she gets assaulted yeah why did they they show something awful that did happen to her you know what i mean yeah why make it up she went through so much oh yeah it's really bad sorry yeah so Sorry, carry on. No, <laughs> you're good. Be, it's just it's gonna be upsetting. It's so upsetting. It's really upsetting. And that whole scene, they're in this weird like dungeon or something, yeah. and like everybody's yeah. really dirty and naked, yeah. and it was still bad. So I don't get why they had to make it be like the dark ages or something. Yeah. 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 It was really awful filmmaking. Yeah. Just I'm so glad that a nurse spoke out about that. <laughs> so then we get another thing that's very upsetting and also not true, which is like Francis is basically wheeled in for a lobotomy and this was really gross. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. it shows the doctor basically presenting to all of these reporters and just this audience and explaining the process which was true. There was a doctor that worked there that did that. However, Francis was not one of the patients and he only had a few patients, but they definitely present it here. Like he just did it like every day and as fast as he could and all that stuff. But for the fact that literally, this is what people know Francis as, that she had this famous lobotomy. First thing, at least on my Google, Mm -hmm. When you Google Francis Farmer, it comes up with a YouTube video. Why Francis Farmer's lobotomy is one of the saddest stories to come out of Hollywood. Hmm. That is on her Google page. That yeah. has 600k views. And people saying, oh, it's so sad. I can't believe that they did that to her. It didn't happen. I feel yeah. like replying to all these comments saying she didn't have a lobotomy. Even so, like that doesn't mean that she still didn't deal with a lot of trauma and like mental yeah. traumas and all yeah. of that stuff so it's like why did this one person have to make this up and yeah. then it became fact like with zero proof behind it exactly I still don't really understand that even just the root of it all it's so like money hungry in it like they wanted to like I, the words there again they sensationalize it they wanted to sell a book it worked sadly and it got bloody made into a film yeah True. And then I think the fact that this is people's main takeaway about her or about this film is just really gross because even if it was true, that's not what you should be learning from this, in my opinion. Yes. So. Remember the earlier the film when it was all about how she was like ostracized from Hollywood because she was different? That's all gone now. That's been thrown out the window. That's been forgotten about. Let's show this stigmatize mental illness and like just make it out that like she had a horrible time and I don't like obviously I'm not saying she didn't have a horrible time but they just yeah. literally just wanted to make a salacious film that would shock people when they could just told the story thankfully you don't have to like see yes the ice pit going in but we hear it 
And I, uh, I just, I did a lot like that. It's an, <laughs> it's an interesting editing choice. Yeah. So we skip forward, what, like 13 years or, or 12 years, something like that. Oh, now gosh. she's on This Is Your Life, which is a real episode. You can even watch it on YouTube. Have you it's, seen it? Did you watch it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. It's a tough watch. Yes. Yeah. For many reasons. But the interesting thing about how it's presented in the film is now she's just like a zombie but you can literally watch the episode and she's not like that. No, I was really shocked that like when her when they brought up the guests, she was so happy, she was so lovely to greet them. Yeah, it's really nasty how they portray this. They want to be like, look what happened after the lobotomy. And it's oh my god, it's just so evil. Yeah. So evil. But Sam is watching. Of course, he's back. <laughs> he's back again. And he is oh, like, scared. Yeah. <laughs> he is really upset because he's like, oh, what happened to Frances? Like, she's not who I used to know and all that, whatever. Like, no one cares. <laughs> you are not real. <laughs> this is another example of him or the film, like, showing her stuff through him. So yeah. to me, which like takes away the actual emotional impact. I don't know yeah. about you. hundred percent. Yeah. Why is it being told through his lens? And I'm certain he does a voiceover about it as well. Oh yeah, he <laughs> does. They say at the end of the interview that she will be at some hotel, the Roosevelt oh, the, or something. The Roosevelt. Yeah. 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 And so he like meets her there. <laughs> he literally like jumps out of the bushes or something <laughs> like when she's walking by. <laughs> That kind of scared me, actually. <laughs> when she left the hotel, she was with who, they don't say it, but we could probably deduce that it was her sister, because they they came on the show. But they were like, oh, do you want us to call you a cab or walk with you? She said, no, I'm going to be on my own. And you know what? That would be a nice sentiment. Francis on her own. But no, Sam had to come in. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's everywhere in the bushes. <laughs> and... He's just being, a, like, he's kind of accosting her. He's trying to, like, get her to talk to him. And she obviously doesn't seem that interested. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think we're supposed she's... to be like, wow, she looks so old. and So haggard. far away. Yeah. Ugh. Horrid. Gross. Then she's like, well, it just happened the way it happened. And then it ends. The title card at the end enraged me. Don't even oh, get me started. God. So they said, Frances made one final movie, then moved to Indianapolis, where she hosted a daytime television show. She no died name. on August. What? No name of no the name. television show. No name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She died on August 1st, 1970 at the age of 56. Harry was not with her. She died as she had lived, alone. Yeah, she was alone because Harry wasn't real. <laughs> Of course she died alone. He wasn't there because he's not a real person. Crazy. I can't believe it when I read that. Oh my god, what if <laughs> Harry wasn't there? Like, why oh. did you put Harry in this title card? Nobody okay. gives a frick about yeah. Harry. I actually can't deal with it. What are you trying to do as a filmmaker? Are you trying to be like, oh, as an audience, are you making them feel like, oh my god, Francis is so bad, she, she didn't stay with Harry? Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. 
That's the vibe I got. Awful, isn't it? That's so yeah. horrible. I can't believe it. I actually cannot believe it. And people love this film. Huh? <laughs> How disgusting is that? That is awful. Harry was to name Harry and not name her film or her TV show. This is what you leave the audience with, right? Yeah. Like the closing card. Yes. But that's 12 years of her life condensed into yeah. two sentences. Yes. Yep. Yep. And also, I know this might not be as important, but it's not even mention how she died. She died of cancer. Someone could be like, oh, she maybe like, maybe it was because of her mental health struggles. And it wasn't. She she got better. But mm-hmm. like she said, she was never ill. Let's be real. She was never, to quote her on her, this is her life. She was never crazy. But a person would be like, oh, she probably there died institutionalized or something. You know what I mean? No, she just died of cancer. Like so many other people. I just think it's just really bad. Yeah, that's true. Because it could be anything, like, she could have committed suicide or something. Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't even say, because that doesn't fit what they want to be saying. That's why they didn't say that. I'm clapping. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because she got a lobotomy, so she just died alone. But also, like, let's say she did get a lobotomy, okay, hypothetically. She would not have yeah. been so well-spoken on the This Is Your Life show. She would yes. not have made another film. She would not have made a highly researched and televised show. Yeah. I just, nothing supports this theory anyway. No, I just cannot get over them inserting Harry into her life. Yeah. It's not real. Even if he was real... Like, she doesn't have, she doesn't make any of her own decisions, or we don't get to see a lot of her from her perspective. It's all through his perspective. Maybe it was just some sort of dumb story choice. I don't really know, but. She had, that's, yeah, like, like 12 years of life that they could have summed up in that little title card. It doesn't even need to be like, people have loads of title cards at the end of a book, and they go on for ages. Not name the film, not name the show. I just think it's awful. Mm-hmm. So not even be like, also, how horrible is it? Normally at the end of the biopic, it's, oh, they're a legend or they're like, they're, they're the, the greatest. They put nothing from them. Nothing no. positive at all. They're just like, she died as she them? lived. Oh, so cruel. So, so <laughs> they were, That was, I don't know, that was so targeted. Yeah. I don't think they liked Frances, honestly. No. <laughs> they did not have respect for her. They just treated her like an object. And they made that pretty so clear. Bad. And it just got very frustrating after a certain point. Yeah. So yes, but that is Francis, the film. That's Francis. <laughs> yep. Wow, what a time. <laughs> oh my god. Now I think we can talk about some stuff that's related to the movie. Yeah. But more just like in relation to Frances herself. Yeah. But I think if I had to say anything nice about this movie, it starts off pretty good. I think the first 30 minutes, not bad. I unfortunately cannot really praise Jessica Lange's performance. I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. There's something (laughs) holding you back. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I guess that could lead us to one question I had, which is, so Jessica was nominated for this at the Academy Awards, but Frances was never critically acclaimed 
in that sense. Like she got lots of nice reviews, but she was never nominated for anything ever. And I feel like this is a pretty big trend in biopics is to nominate people playing famous actors, but then the actors didn't get their credit. Yep. Yep. What do you think about that? As a reference, the biopics we talk about and compare to have all been like, not all, but have been from this century where it's definitely so prevalent nowadays where yeah you're in a biopic you're getting an oscar nom so it's quite interesting to see that this is also the case in 1982 so maybe nothing has changed and i just think it's quite interesting that yeah they never paid francis anything even when people were like lobbying for it as well come and get it and so i just think it's very telling i think they don't want to they want to reward the version of the star that the biopic's given them and not the real star i feel like exactly yes well, what, um, about you? what about you? Oh, for sure. I think it was just like another way to push the real Francis out of the way and her impact as a person. And they just want to just put this film in the spotlight and make that the history. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's really awful. And I don't agree with it whatsoever. And this is just like, let's reward people for reveling in her trauma i mean that's pretty typical honestly for awards but it's still disappointing it was nominated for something else as well it was nominated for two. Oh, i think kim stanley was also that's nominated a, that's which... an interesting one yeah that's interesting. i don't know <laughs> i don't know if she warrants it enough no offense i thought she was great like uh-huh. hating the mom and this but yeah very interesting choice yeah i thought she was way too over the top i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheesy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who so Mar- I think Meryl Streep, what? I say, who won the Oscar? Oh. It was <laughs> um, Meryl She won, I think, for Sophie's Choice. Oof, okay. Have you seen that? I have not, but I am actually anti-Sophie's Choice. Um, okay. I think it's very, it's not a good story at all. Yeah. Um, my co- I have a colleague that tells it way better, but yeah, I, I thought it was like a perfect, I thought it was meant to be this amazing film, but then yeah, it's uh, it's fictional about a thing that actually happened. Oh. Um, the novel came across very xenophobic towards certain communities. Okay. It's not the one. Read yeah. up on it. <laughs> okay, I will. But do you think Jessica should have won, even um, having not seen Meryl's performance? No. Do you know what the other ones were? Let's Just see. We have Julie Andrews, for Victor Victoria. Have you seen that? Okay. No. I love Julie Andrews. Um, National treasure. Yes. And we have Sissy's Basic for Missing, which I've seen that. I have not seen that. I think I remember her being good, but. Okay. And then Deborah Winger for An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, not seen that, but I want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Gere, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's really tricky because I'm not going to lie to you that I didn't really. I did like Jessica's performance, but I didn't like her as Frances because she is not playing Frances. It's not Frances. It's not her story. I detached myself, but it's not a Frances Farmer biopic. It's just a story about a woman that's been institutionalized. Yeah. That's how I look at it, to get yeah. me through this film. <laughs> <laughs> so Frances was very known for her mental health struggles. I'm just calling it that because that is what it's presented as i don't think she was mentally ill she didn't think that either she would know better than anybody else (laughs) yeah i just wanted to talk about that i know we did talk about this a bit with gene tyranny and just like 
how this time period just screwed women over who displayed any sort of individuality yeah. and opinions yeah. and even all like of in that. Bed, like yeah um so maybe we could just talk a little bit about that it's what can like we learn from that yes you know yeah yeah um I'm so happy that we have changed as like a society and stuff um that it's all maybe oh this is so cringe because like I'm thinking about that like, I'm, I'm comparing her conservatorship to like the same Britney's everyone rallied around her on social media and we all knew she should be free and thankfully she is and I just feel that's so good as a society that we have that attitude that I feel like if Francis was in today's we would also be like she's fine she's she is not mentally ill or, or at least not to that extent it just really sucks that she was in that time period she was she was ahead of her time and things like that and I just feel like and with how she expressed herself and stuff mm-hmm. that it just sucks that it was in that time period where people would see that and be like which they're like mm-hmm. accusing her of, of something she's not and it just really upsets me I'm just so happy that we have defo as a society progress beyond that and we can yeah. learn we, we can totally learn from it and be like that is not okay that is not how you treat someone if they were mentally Ill. like i'm so glad that we can see that we can see past that i mean this was still happening in like the 60s there wasn't a quick fix i don't know when the last ever lobotomy was but it's just something it was so of that time period oh i just wish that she was here now yeah. rather than being stuck then so sad to watch yeah and frustrating as well really frustrating especially when you hear her say that she didn't think she was mentally ill yeah uh, annoying. What, what do you think what do you think Audrey I, I'm actually glad you brought up Brittany because I also was thinking about her too like their situations yeah. are so similar but then unfortunately it also proves that this could happen to anyone at Very any point true. in time Very true. it yeah. could be going on right now with someone yes. that we know yeah. Yeah. but Overall, it's just a means of control, whether it be very direct, like from their families, or whether it be from the people in charge, because all they want to do is make money. And so even if they are going crazy, they are making money off of this publicity. And tons of people made money off of the books and the movies made about Francis. We need to understand their stories and give them as much sympathy as we can because the last thing they need from us is more judgment. Yep. And Francis was probably the first, like one of the first famous people to be put in a mental institution as well. And so I think that was a really big deal at the time. Women's silence was more important than getting to hear their voices and so I think for her to just continue throughout her life to be so strong and speak her mind is honestly incredible and I wish more people knew that about her like I do think understanding the institutional stuff was like that is important but to me it's like who she was as a person is more important it shouldn't be like the first thing on her wiki page be about her time at the mental institution and her lobotomies, mm-hmm. air quotes, because yeah. that didn't happen. We can see past that as mm-hmm. well. So hopefully others will, that she was so strong and independent and she spoke for what she believed in. Yeah. Maybe like context too is helpful because in the 30s and 40s, as you mentioned earlier, you don't write about 
how God is not real. Yes. <laughs> you don't go Same. on trips to Russia. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like, knowing how people reacted to that is, yeah. maybe that's crazy now, but that was no back then, normal back then. Definitely um, put her in that time period where, once again, ahead of her time with this essay. But yeah, yeah. it didn't help her public image, which, yeah, we would now look up and be like, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. We have discussed a lot about the film Francis and just all the books and articles, all of that stuff. There's so many things out there, but, you know, they all focus on the same sort of things. And I just wanted to talk about shifting the focus, I think, of Francis's life and why we think that's important and also... Like, what's better to talk about if we're talking yeah. about Francis? I would just like to also just start off with an apology because I was really salty about not liking her films. And that made me not like her, but I now love her. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's because of how awful that Francis film was that made me realize, like, oh my God, she's such a better person than they made her out to be. Like, as in, so I just want to say that. I love her. Like, just oh, okay. to put that out there. She was an extraordinary woman, incredible woman. I don't want to be this big focus on, say, her struggles and her institutionalization. But then also, though, she's also got to be known for that because we have to see how she was treated. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I think her films come first, her films and her attitude about acting, how much she loved it. But I don't want to completely ignore this 10 years. She- was that she was in these hospitals because I think it just it's very telling of the time period and we shouldn't ignore it but instead what everyone's done is just sensationalized it and made up all these lies about the lobotomies and the sexual assaults so that's where it clouds it because this is actually kind of fascinating to see how badly she was treated but then they've completely ruined that by showing these false things so obviously she should be remembered for her films. Critics loved her. She had a beautiful voice. I just wish that would be the main focus. But then we also look at her as in how we should be able to treat actresses that are different and that aren't the mold and that she mm-hmm. shouldn't be penalized for that, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I read some interviews with Jessica and she was super hardcore in self-researching Francis. But then she was like, but most of her movies were really bad. Except for come and get it. Yeah. (laughs) But I just think right off the bat, she's probably already eliminating an audience for Francis's movies. Um, I think it's one thing to say maybe she wasn't used to her potential, but she always gave a great performance, which I think we can attest to. But then to just be like, oh, the movies sucked. You're not opening the gates up that's I think really people... bad yeah that's really I'm bad surprised of to say that. that yeah yeah I'm really shocked by that yeah I also think that all these accounts like these films take an approach that's like very maybe one-sided which just negates her just as a person even in Francis we don't really learn anything about her as a person her dreams her hopes yeah I just think it's a make someone an interesting person and why like why was Frances important in her time as well too that's just never really made clear in things about her 
But what you said about like yeah. her personality as well, like in the film, that they don't show it. Like they don't show her passion for acting. There's no positives, which is really sad mm-hmm. because she she did have some positives. Like... Yeah. She was incredibly smart and yeah. super active in activism and helping out other people. Which maybe that was a reason why she's erased was like all of her political views and how outspoken she was. But then that's another thing we can learn from all of this is how Hollywood just wanted everyone to be quiet and do their job, but not really do their job. (laughs) Things like that. I just want their life for Francis. Yeah. And I want people to stop believing the lobotomy stuff. Yeah. But I think the thing about all of that is just the way it's presented. I always read headlines or whatever. It's like the tragedy of Francis Farmer or something, which to me doesn't even come across as we're learning something mm-hmm. from this. It's yeah. more like a, I don't even know what it is, but it just feels very exploitative almost. Yeah, 100%. But that's Hollywood. That is Hollywood. Yeah. They just love to exploit and sensationalize. True. And then make movies about the people they screwed over. They ruined! Yes! Exactly! Oh my god. And give them Horrible. awards. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. She needs to be talked about more. We need a Francis Farmer Criterion special. We need yeah. a... The TCM does like special stuff on certain actors. We need that. None of our films were on the 1001 movies to die list. I just think we need to just bring her back, mm-hmm. get her back up, introduce her films to some more people. Yeah. And maybe that whole thing is not really a thing because of her films. I know they probably wouldn't appeal to like general audiences, but I think as like an old Hollywood lover, you probably like a lot of her movies. I feel like a lot of her co stars. Yeah. Just think of the career she could have had if she was given a chance so frustrating oh and i did mention about shadowland earlier i don't know if you wanted me to just share that but yeah so this is a book written by william arnold i did read the book i don't think it's totally bad but this is where the whole lobotomy thing came from and he ended up suing the company that produced francis for stealing his book um, which basically Yeah, it just like proves that this is not totally reliable. I'm not saying I think the whole thing is a sham, but I do think this is pretty... But then people still don't know that, though. People don't know it's fake. And I know I keep saying it, I'm sorry, because it's just, yeah. But it's just (laughs) annoying that people don't know that, that he just made up this lie. Awful. It's really bad. And I think that's why I'm just confused about this whole thing and why he would choose her in particular to craft this book around and I don't think we'll ever know but I think it's just time for men to stop talking about women that they don't really understand in life yeah 100% agree but yeah I guess closing thoughts like would not I don't think I recommend Francis yeah it's so tricky because there's nobody we have oh read this or watch this and yeah Mm -hmm. but obviously watch Francis films but yeah this film, you can skip, honestly. But yeah, that kind of sucks. Like, there's not, like, a thing to recommend. Yeah. Maybe that's what sort of compelled me to want to research her, is that whole mystery. And I need to figure out what really happened. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's just a lot of things we won't know the answer to. 
but there's also a lot of things we do. I think what you need to know about Frances, like, you can get through her films in a way. Yeah. Because a lot of the characters she played were pretty ahead of their time as well. And she's pretty funny in them. I really hope these episodes just change the perspective on her. She's so much more than what like you just see on the surface of like everything. So I think hopefully we've done that justice. I hope so. I think we have. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed and make sure to check out Francis's movies. And please join us in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll be talking about the biography of James Dean. He will be our last subject for this year, which is crazy. Insane, insane. (laughs) But should be fun. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But join us then. See ya. This episode was co-hosted and edited by me, Audrey Cornell, and co-hosted by Louise Coleman. The music was written by Nia D'Amelio. Gone But Not Forgotten is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.